Let's talk about English football boycotting social media over the online racism epidemic. Let's also discuss the United Nations criticising the race report's conclusion on institutional racism, calling it an attempt to normalise white supremacy. What about DMX's memorial at the Barclays Centre and a whole lot more? This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. If you do not change direction, you may end up where you're heading. Laosu. So, this week, this week is episode 53. Glad you could join me today. What has gone on this week? What's gone on this week? Well, well, right now, as we speak, um, the Oscars is going on. 2020 Oscars um, this weekend. But because it's happening right now, I won't be able to speak in it. But my fingers are crossed. And I, if I was a gambling man, I would put money that our guy, Daniel Kaluuya, who's had an amazing year, sterling actor, I'm pretty sure he's going to win an Oscar today. And if he doesn't, he should have um, for his role in Judas and the Black Messiah. But we're gonna, so I'll speak on that a bit more next week um, because by then we'll know who, who won and who didn't, etc. So, yeah, that's happening at the moment. And I think Elton John's doing a virtual party for people as well. People can buy virtual tickets, I think, £14 or something like that. But, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. Um, so something something I, uh, I read on this week uh, in regards to the black and Asian troops, um, African troops um, from all parts of Africa, including Egypt, etc., um, who were involved in the, the World War One, and didn't get commemorated pretty much um, for their for their efforts, you know, for their their lives that they they put on the line and, and lost through World War One. So. For instance, they'd have um, they would have been commemorated um, collectively, um, and their names would have put, been put on res- registered um, on registers rather, and their white counterparts would be given headstones, you know, so they'd be commemorated in in, in the proper way. So it's kind of all come to light this week, um, and uh, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace apologised in the House of Commons. I was quite quite surprised that it all. You know, it, it became such a big thing. I mean, it is a big thing, but it's just, you know, we we kind of know these things um, are kind of wiped out of history and it's just interesting that it's all coming back now. But better late than never, better late than never. But, um, but yeah, so he, he brought it up in the House of Commons and apologised and blamed it on pervasive racism um, and, you know, his deep regrets um, and things like that, but it's ironic because it was only it was last week on last week's pod I was talking about um, Job Maseko um, from World War Two, um, who who was nominated for the Victoria Cross of Valor, but was denied because he was black. So it's kind of it's, it, you couldn't make it up really the, the timing of it. You know, speaking about that last week, and then this happened in the House of Commons the week after. So um, so yeah, yeah. I mean. This this stuff, as time goes on, I feel like we're we're having these conversations more and more, and more and more things like this will be addressed and and just not hidden, just you know spoken about, you know history in its fullest. 
you know, as it, as it should be. Um, I can imagine this year at the, the, um, the, the war memorial in, in Brixton, I could imagine that's going to be well attended this year, um, and rightfully so, you know, because that's that's the one that they've they've uh, made for you know black people, Africans, um, people outside of um, British people that have. Well, I think it's actually specific for African and um, and the Caribbean soldiers. I think, um, but even the fact that it's it w- it had to be made and be put up in Brixton is. Is part part of the issue because really all of these things should be, like, as I said, all, all commemorated at the same time in the same place and stuff like that. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's the situation. They've, they've apologised for it, and it, it turns out it could be as high as like three hundred and fifty thousand soldiers that weren't commemorated. So they're in the process of trying to you know um, right this wrong, pretty much. So it'd be interesting to see how that how that all pans out and if they, you know, find all of these, you know, all of these names and, and have their stones put up, etc. So, and I think David, David Lammy's, um, apparently he'd done a documentary that highlighted similar stuff, if not the same stuff. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I don't, don't know if it's been out yet, but I have seen little clips and I've heard people speaking about it. So I do look forward to, to watching that as well. So, um... Next month, we've got the May the 17th. This is a big day for the UK. This is when indoor pubs, entertainment, everything should be opening up. Um, and then after that, it's June the 21st, um, where all limits on social contact will be lifted if the government hits the numbers that it wants to hit. But just the fact that we're, you know, things have been opened up already, you know, people are really out there enjoying themselves and, you know, um, you know, just getting back to some kind of normality, you know, people going out, having dinners and meeting with people and stuff. I think we we still have to be mindful that, you know, the the, the virus is is still there and just, you know, just be sensible. But um but yeah, it's good. It's a good there's definitely a different energy on the street and, you know, within communities and stuff. So it's nice. It's nice. It's good. Um but Scientists have spoken about uh, COVID being uh, passed on to rats, potentially. So they're investigating, uh, they're, well, they're investigating that, just finding out how humans pass it on to rats and, and um, could it infect humans, you know, other humans and stuff like that. So SAGE is looking into that. Um, I think they come to the conclusion that it's, even though it, it may be able to happen that, the strain um, isn't is is low. It's not something that they're really too worried about, and I just hope that stays. <laughs> you know, I hope that 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 stays th- that way. You know, it's, I hope it's not another mm-hmm. something that turns into something, and we've got something else to worry about. Um, just as we're getting all released and stuff like that. So, so yeah, but they they are investigating it. So we'll 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 find out. No doubt, we'll find out sooner rather than later. So, unfortunately, um, there's been a few incidents of youth violence across the country, pretty much. Um, in London, um, a young 14-year-old boy um, stabbed um, Fars Matu in Barking. Um, that was on Friday, the, the 23rd of April. 
And then also in Birmingham, 26-year-old um, Bashir Mohammed um, from Shiletons Croft in Ladywood, also on the same day, Friday the 23rd. And then in Liverpool, um, a fatal stabbing, uh, 23-year-old Connor Docky in Kingsway. Um, police have charged, charged somebody with, um, with the murder, a teen, another teenager, um, so yeah, but my my thoughts and prayers are going to all of those families. You know, that's free free uh, deaths. You know, unnecessary deaths of young people across the country, not just in London. Um, you know, and this this is what I say to people. You know, this this whole uh, stabbings and stuff is it's not a race thing. It's not a it's it's just a youth thing. This is happening up and down the country. It's not a London thing. It's you know it's happening up and down the country, and it's happening with young people. So, you know, I I, I kind of made the point of kind of uh, highlighting these where else these things are happening. You know, and it's, it's it's unfortunate because obviously when you when you're in London, you can feel like everything's happening in London and it doesn't happen anywhere else. But it, it does. It's just that we're in London and we're we're not privy to to all of that. But um, but I will be highlighting it because I think it's important that we know um, how serious it is, you know, and, and, and that we, we need to address it, you know. Um, also, also, last week I spoke about um, the, my thought, yeah, my thoughts around Ireland and, and, you know, all of the troubles that they're having there at the moment and how, I was wondering how it affects the, the black community there. And then, ironically, this week um, there's been uh, there's been talks about um, examining. Well, Westminster's going to be examining um, how Northern Ireland migrants are experience what the experience is like in in Northern Ireland. So again, the timing the timing of that. Like I said, I just spoke about that last week um, in episode fifty two. So so yeah, it's interesting, um, but. It's it's really to find out how yeah what what, what they're experiencing because they they make up like one point eight percent of um, ethnic minorities make up one point eight percent of the Northern Ireland population and that's like thirty two thousand thirty two thousand four hundred people so it'd be really interesting to hear I mean it will answer my my question pretty much you know I wonder how it you know all of the things that happen in Northern Ireland that are affecting people there. You know, especially people of colour, because, like I said, it's only in recent years I even knew there was such a big community out there. So, so yeah, that. So we'll obviously hear the results of that um, examination um, by Westminster. So, um, what a police officer, PC um, Collins, PC Collins, he has been um, found guilty of gross misconduct. Um, on six counts, six counts um, of trying to communicate with an under under sixteen year old for the purpose of sexual gratification. Um, I, I, I'm surprised that we haven't heard a bit more about this, like in 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 normal media. But then again, I suppose with with what happened with um, with the lady in the park and, and that police officer, I suppose the the timing of these things doesn't. You know, doesn't 
hold the police in, in, in good light with all of the things that are happening. So maybe that's, maybe that's the reason. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if, if somebody, regardless of their job, if they're committing criminal offences like this, especially in, in a role like that, I think we should hear about it, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he's, so he's been convicted of that gross misconduct. Um, and he, he's, he's resigned now. Um, he resigned in February, I think it was, this year, just after the, the whole situation came about. Um, and, yeah, he's awaiting sentence now. Um, and also in the West Midlands as well, uh, PC um, Colin Noble appeared for another uh, misconduct hearing. It lasted about eight days. Um, this is a officer of, like, 20 years. Um, but he's been found guilty of attempting to pursue personal relationships with four women who had been... Um, victims of domestic abuse, but because the the allegations weren't um, uh, they weren't enough to bring criminal pr- uh, prosecution, so he's just been done for misconduct. So, so yeah, a lot going on with the UK police, I suppose. You know, like I said these these things we don't really hear about in mainstream media, um, but one thing we did hear about in mainstream media was the conviction of Derek Chauvin. Um, for murdering um, George Floyd, you know, for kneeling on his neck for nine minutes plus. Um, so that is a just result, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I just hope the the sentencing is in line with with what people are expecting, what the family's expecting. To be fair, uh, you know, we we. It, it would kind of take away from it if um, he gets a real low sentence. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, one step at a time. He's been found guilty, and that's that's what really needed to happen. Anything less than that would have been chaos, and it would have been absolutely wrong. It wouldn't have made any sense at all, not not in this time. So, yeah, that has happened now, um, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure when he gets a sentence, though. Um, should be... I couldn't imagine it would be longer than couple of months so um in regards to the race report back over in in the uk um there uh we're i'm sure we we all remember it the main headline from that was um britain saying that it, it doesn't have um an institutional racism issue however uh the united nations um, working group um on who work on working group on um, African uh, descendants have criticised the report for, uh, well, criticised the report for attempting to normalise white supremacy, which I thought, I thought was interesting that they, um, you know, United Nations, you know, obviously they're not a small group, but for them to highlight that is um, it's quite, quite a big statement. Um, but the government responded and said that they've ris- misrepresented the report findings. So... But yeah, then there's no agreement agreeing on that. They, you know, the UN have stuck to what they're saying, and you know, it's, it, the group is made up of five human rights experts, and they released a statement on Monday saying um, they categorically reject um, and condemn the analysis of the findings of the report. So they're sticking by their guns, and, and those are their thoughts. So. Um, I don't know what's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. I don't know how what difference that's going to make. Um, but, you know, generally, people are not happy with the report. I haven't had time to, to read it yet, to be fair. 
but um, the general consensus is people are not happy with it. I mean, there must be some positive things. Well, there are some positive things in there because one of the things was in regards to uh, not using BAME anymore. Um, but I'm sure there's more. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out over this summer um, as, we, as we come out of lockdown and the marches and, you know, things are spoken about a bit more openly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But um, also, um, I was reading some stuff on, on black women and mental health. Um, I, I didn't realise black women are more likely... Um, than white women to experience a common mental health problems such as anxiety and depression. I, I didn't know this. Um, and it's, it's really, obviously it's unfortunate because of the nature of what we're talking about, but it's, it's doubly unfortunate because it is known that um, black people are disproportionately affected by or disproportionately sectioned um, in, in the UK. So... So yeah, so that, that combination of two makes it really um, something to talk about and, and start addressing. Because as I said, I, I didn't have no clue. Um, pretty much, um, black people, you know, regardless of gender, are four times likely um, that as white people to be detained under the Mental Health Act. So for black women to be suffering more, um, experiencing it more, um, that's something we definitely need to address. I did. I, I think. Generally, I hear a lot about black men's mental health, like within within the community. Like you hear people talking about that more than anything. But I've, I can't say I've really heard so much about black women's mental health. So hopefully, we can start having that wider conversation as well, for sure. What one thing I like about what the government has been doing of recent, they've started talking. Well, they've started talking about the obvious. To be fair. But it's it's good that they're talking about it because it's it's a it's the truth and it should have been spoken about a long time. But basically, talking about um, regular exercise, kind of emphasizing how regular they've actually said regular exercise reduces your chances of uh, dying from infectious diseases um, such as COVID nineteen and other diseases. You know, it just generally helps with all of that. And um, I'm just surprised that they weren't stressing that from the beginning, you know. I suppose the focus was on, you know, just kind of getting on top of it and having people not moving around. But now they're really promoting fresh air, how important that is, and having exercise. And, and yeah, um, yeah, I think they said that it, more than a third um, of, or not even a third, 31% you're 31% less likely to catch the virus if you're exercising and, and staying fit and stuff like that. So, so yeah, they, they've, they've done the studies, they've come back with the conclusions, um, and, yeah, to, spoke about how it boosts your immunity as well, and, you know, and they're talking about, like, doing, like, 30 minutes a day, um, five days a week, or 150 minutes a, a week of exercise, um, and basically working till you get out of breath. Pretty much what I've what I've said throughout these throughout these podcasts, you know, go out there, do something, you know, get the blood get the blood moving, you know, go and walk, run if you can ride, whatever it is, but go and do it. But yeah, but now they've made the the link to infectious diseases, not just COVID, all all diseases. Which, like I said, these are the facts. It's always been the fact. I, I don't think they needed to do it. Uh, study to work that out to be fair 
um, exercise was never going to be bad for you. It was never going to make things worse. It was always going to make things better when you're talking about health. So this is what we know. But yeah, so they're promoting walking, running, cycling, and strengthening exercise. So, so yeah, we all need to get out there and do it, especially as the gyms are open and, and everything else now. And if you can't go to the gym, like I said, brisk walks is, is all good. Brisk walks is all good if that's, if, that, if that's your level of fitness. So I've noticed that the um, uh, St. Vincent volcano's out of the news, but I know it's not out of trouble. You know, there's still loads going on there. You know, it's still erupting. It hasn't stopped. It, they've just kind of stopped reporting on it. So please, you know, if you can give to the charities, you know, the genuine charities that are sending money to support or sending things in barrels to support the people out there because it is still ongoing for those people regardless if they put it in the media daily. Um, and also, uh, this side of the pond, again, uh, English football. I mean, there's, English football has been heavy in the news with all of the, the Super League stuff that only lasted a couple of hours, it seems, but it was a big, a big thing in the UK. But um, English football have announced um, that they are going to start, well, they're going to boycott social media um, over the racism epidemic that they've been having online for the players and stuff, and but they're going to do it. They're going to do it for three and a half days. I think they said, yeah, from Friday, three and a half days. And um, the who's going to be involved? The FA, the um, Women's Super League, um, the Football League. So they're all going to be involved and kind of just shut down there their social media for those three and a half days. I wonder what, I'm not sure what impact it's going to have. I mean, it's, it's make the news, um, it's a statement, but I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure how, how effective it's going to be, but we'll see, we'll see. We'll definitely find out. So today they had, um, it was DMX's memorial at the Barclays Centre. It was streamed live on YouTube. Um, they had like Kanye West's, choir there um, singing for him all of the Rough Riders um, members um, even non-members Nas was there done, done a little speech as well and Eve was there from Rough Riders um, yeah it was really touching really really nice I think Kanye West had something to do with the whole setup as well the, the, the visual um, the stage setup and stuff but yeah the choir sang amazingly um, and yeah a lot of heartfelt words um, but yeah, it was nice. It was, it, it was definitely a nice send-off for, for DMX, for sure. And unfortunately, we, we lost another um, another hip-hop artist from, from way back. Well, not way back, but, you know, many people, many, many young people wouldn't have heard of him. So Shock G, who was the front, front man for um, Digital, Digital Underground and the co-producer for Tupac's um, first album. He died um, at the age of 57. Um, they haven't released how he died, what it was about. Um, but yeah, he's, his, name, his real name is um, Gregory Jacobs. Um, and his biggest hit was the Humpty Dance. Kind of a feel-good, you know, um, comedy kind of hip-hop thing. But I remember, you know, I remember when, when this song came out and um, 
and the visuals to it because he, he he had on like these big glasses and this big nose that was part of his thing and for years I was like is is that really his nose has he had the operation I mean it seems ridiculous now because when you see it you can see it's obviously not his nose and anything like that but just that you didn't really see him without it so yeah because I was young as well but um but yeah brought back a lot of memories and and he actually he was the first uh i think it was he, that video same song same song um 1991 is where we first saw tupac one of tupac's first appearances um and he was like he was kind of like a dancer in, in, in these videos he weren't he weren't like a he weren't the star that we we know him to be now not just a dancer but he weren't yeah he wasn't um the Tupac that we know now yeah pretty much so that was the starting of his career but yeah so Humpty Humpty has passed away but yeah it's been a, sh- a shocking a shocking four weeks for for the hip-hop community with Black Rob passing away um now Shock G and DMX obviously so yeah it's been a yeah, challenging, challenging uh, past few weeks for the hip hop community. But yes, so I really appreciate um, everybody that's um, bought uh, merch, the various pieces of merch. I really appreciate that. It does go to 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 help support the podcast and whatnot. So I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate the people that are sharing the podcast. I appreciate the people that are just listening to it. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as you're listening and it, you, you get some value from it, um, that's all that counts, to be fair. So I really, really do appreciate that. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today, and hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney, and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.